this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about a boogie woogie. I'm going to play one. I'm Steve Vincent. I'm Paul Schultz. And this is the Don't Panic Radio Show. Sit back, relax, and ignore the news. Nothing you're about to hear is true. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Welcome to the show. Today, we have three topics. We may have more, but we have <laughs> at least three. One is, there's apparently a new show out, or coming out soon, called The Watchmen, or just Watchmen. <laughs> I, I never can remember. It's either Watchmen or The Watchmen. The, the comic is just Watchmen. It's going to be on HBO. they got to have something to fill the void of Game of Thrones. So, we'll talk about that a little bit. I also, I saw a movie, and I want to give my review of the movie, and then, it's an old movie, uh, a classic, you might you might say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give my review of the now, you know, instant classic, it was a remake, actually, which I didn't realize. I don't know if you'd call it a reboot or a remake, but it's called Major <laughs> Pain, <clears throat> and the eponymous Major <laughs> Pain. <laughs> And then finally, uh, Paul went in with his minions to see Endgame. And uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit. What a time. I, I didn't even know HBO was coming out with a series called Watchmen. Mm-hmm. But I saw you, you posted and your caption was, that would be a hard no for me, which I take to mean you, you do not care to see it because you're not... Looking forward to it. No, not not anymore. Had I seen it without seeing your caption, I would have been like, ooh, ooh, an HBO series called Watchmen. Ooh, I can't wait. I bet that'll be good. I'll have to talk to Paul, and then we'll do a series of episodes around that, because I bet it's going to be good. And then I saw your caption, I was like, well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) What is it about this series, this upcoming series, that has you, let's say, less than enthused? So that's a good way to put it. Well, the funny thing is, initially, about a year ago, when I had heard that HBO was going to be making this series, because I'm I'm not a I'm not a Watchmen purist, you know. I absolutely loved the comic book. The movie wasn't exactly like the comic, but it was fucking great. And then when I I read it, I read a, a proposal. The director of the Watchmen. HBO series wrote about his love of the Watchmen and the way he wrote the way he wrote it was he wrote it like it was Dr. Manhattan's life story where he's bopping all around in time and stuff you know and it was written in the cadence of Alan Moore's you know writing of Dr. Manhattan and I was really excited about it because it go you know you know how it works because he's he's not in linear time so his origin story was all over the place. And I thought, you know, if he's got that much of a grasp of the thing, it might be pretty cool. Then I heard Don Johnson was on board. And I am I like Don Johnson. I think he's pretty cool. The guy from Miami Vice? 
and Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man and the Hot Spot and a boy and his dog. But then the the trailer comes out. Right, there's like 75 Rorschachs. I'm watching this thing going... <laughs> I'm literally going tick-tock, tick-tock. I'm like, what? Tick-tock, tick-tock, what the fuck is this? It's like, here's an idea. Let's take our, our, our best foot forward. Our... The, this is the world's first exposure to this monumental thing that HBO is going to try to use to take the place of the gaping hole left by Game of Thrones no longer being on the air. Wait, what? Yeah, this is the last season for it. It's almost done. Oh, it is? Yeah. Dude, spoiler alert. Jesus. Sorry, not sorry, <laughs> Faith. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I actually ran into her in a grocery store. And she was ch- she was getting after me about not watching it. And I'm like, I she's podcast famous. Now. <laughs> she's podcast. <laughs> you know you're famous when you're podcast famous. That's right. But anyway, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna put your you you're gonna show the world for the first time this thing that you've been working on, and this this teaser trailer or whatever you want to call it just looks like I don't know what the fuck it is. It it TikTok. It, I mean, you got TikTok. a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys in cheap TikTok. in cheap Rorschach masks masks going TikTok TikTok. You can stop TikTok now, Ma. Didn't work. Not one glimpse of any of the surviving members of the Minutemen. Let me just set this up a little bit for people. Yeah. In case you haven't seen it, they're they do they they just start out going TikTok TikTok like a bunch of people going TikTok whatever. And then all these dudes with, um, I don't know, they're like ski masks, right? They look like homemade luchador masks. Yeah, sort of like that. So they're not like the Rorschach mask, like it doesn't change or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like like if your mom made you a Rorschach costume but forgot to cut eye holes <laughs> in it. And then like there's a whole bunch of them, like a dozen or two dozen dudes standing there and they're all going tick tock, tick tock. And the cadence of the way they're talking about we're coming for you or whatever sort of reminded me of Anonymous, you know, with the uh, Guy Fox masks. I think that's what they were going for. They even called them Anonymous. Did they? They didn't, not not, not with a capital A, yeah. but like that they were Anonymous. They used the word Anonymous. Yes. So, yes. yeah, I think they were kind of going for that. And then they did show, um, I believe, the comedian's funeral. They did show... You know, some military dudes doing that 21-gun salute thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was probably the comedian's funeral. And then they showed... There was like this big... I don't know. I'd have to look at it again. I only looked at it the one one time. But it looked like there was a sort of a clown face, but not... Um, I don't know. Sort of like the Joker, almost. Right? Mm. But giant. Like a big sculpture somewhere. Yeah. I'll have to look at it again to see if I saw that right. But to your point, they don't say who who watches The Watchmen. They don't show Dr. Manhattan. They don't show uh, the, the owl. Night owl. Fake Batman, like I like yeah. to call him. Uh, they don't show any of that stuff. They didn't even show the hot chick or, or the other hot chick's mom. Hmm. Who who still at her age was kind of hot. Yeah, not not kind of. <laughs> kind of do it she was a gilf well the the funny thing too is a couple years ago dc comics put out a 
series called like After Watchmen or something like that, and it was a bunch of stories that took place after the end of the the, the original series, and people were losing their minds because like, how dare you touch the Bible? You can't do that. And the world didn't come to an end, and some of them were enjoyable. And then, about maybe a year ago, uh, DC started a new series called The Doomsday Clock, in which the, the, the Watchmen universe, I guess, is merging with the standard DC Comics universe with, like, Superman and Batman and all that. Oh, wow. And it's 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 kind of cool. I've I've read a couple issues of it. So rather than use any of that, it looks like they're just making up their own shit. Well, there's a couple of things that I that I've thought about since you know 15 minutes ago when I first saw it. <laughs> One is obviously Watchmen, written uh, during a time and and for a time yes that no longer exists. Yeah. The imminent threat of world apocalyptic disaster. It, it right? was the most self-aware fucking comic in yeah. the world. Sort of like, how did we get here? And what the hell is happening? How could things have been different? Mm-hmm. And and would things have been different? And can anyone save us? And would we want them to? And I looked down and I said, no. If you think about a remake, now... Two things. One is it's just the fucking trailer. Who knows? Maybe maybe they just fucked up the trailer, right? Maybe it's not like unless you've read something that says no, this is definitely the direction they're going, right? This is the first I've seen of it since the letter earlier. All right. So maybe like like you said with the Endgame trailers, right? People rip them apart, mm-hmm. and then it ter- come to find out the trailer really has nothing to do with the actual thing, right? So there's a chance. Just I'm just saying there's a chance, right? Okay. Maybe there's a chance, right? The second thing is, what if, and, and I'm not saying this is a good thing, but what if they're reimagining Watchmen to say, all right, that was written for a time and place that no, no longer exists. The thing that we think is going to destroy the world is not the same thing anymore. It's not going to be a sudden, like, uh, nuclear holocaust thing, right? So there's not this sort of Damocles hanging over our head called the nuclear bomb. However, we are in a time <laughs> where everybody feels like this can't last, yeah. right? We are in a time where we feel like it's not it's not going to be like a single nuclear blast, but it could be society's just going to fall apart at some point from within. Right. It's going to instead of exploding, it's going to implode. Yes. And so maybe they're like rethinking it, remaking it. And it's going to be like, okay, the new boogeyman is not the nuclear weapon. The new boogeyman is us. It's us. Right. We're all like we're the enemies at work. The enemies at the coffee shop. The enemy is next door. It's on Facebook. Like we're going to just we're all just going to fucking pull a damn uh, 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 Rwanda on each other at some point. Right. So. If they're doing that, I have two things to say. One, it's an interesting concept, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think secretly, even though we're only slightly less likely to be blown up by a nuclear bomb because they're all still there. I mean, there are still people sitting there with their fingers. Like the last time that we almost had a nuclear war was after the Soviet Union fell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, 
there was some glitch in the system and you know but for the efforts of one russian nuclear you know weapons guy you know, he was just like this doesn't make any sense i'm not launching and it turned out to be a computer glitch yeah right we could have been it was like 1995 yeah or something it was after the the uh it was after the cold war so there's still a chance but we've all forgotten about that now the thing we're all worried about is societal collapse because of you know donald trump and antifa and fa and, uh, yes and you know the the extreme right the extreme left is afraid of the extreme right and the muslims and the mexicans and the you know the gays and the you know the protesters and the communists you know we're all afraid dogs and cats living together yeah it's sort of like a zombie film only the zombies are us right mm-hmm. uh i'm all for that kind of that kind of show but it doesn't have to be watchmen yeah make your own damn show don't change Watchmen. I love how we've already reviewed the series, and all we've seen is like a 30-second trailer. It, it harkens <laughs> back to irresponsible headline interpretations. <laughs> it does. Rorschach's Journal, October 12th, 1985. Dog carcass in alley this morning. Tire tread on burst stomach. This city's afraid of me. I've seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will foam up around their waists. And all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, Save us. And I'll whisper, No. Alright, I saw a movie recently. It was uh, one of those moments where we had some time and my 11-year-old daughter is like, yeah, let me go pick a movie, right? And uh, her 14-year-old sister wasn't home. So it's like, that's pretty frequent that your 14-year-old sister doesn't want to see what you want to see. Why don't you pick something that you'd like to see that she might not want to see, you know? Right, right. And uh, she's like, okay. So we're flipping around. Now, I believe I told you this. We saw the year one Mm -hmm. with... um, Michael Sarah and uh, Jack Black. Yeah. Which was okay. It was all right. It had, it had its moments. It was what it was. And it did what it set out to do, which was make, I don't know, 10 or $15 million. The whole, for me, the whole Cain and Abel scene is my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> it's a, it's very Monty Python-esque. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So she picks Major Pain, right? Which I've seen on either... The Netflix or Prime Video or whatever queue, like, my entire life. Yeah. It's always there. It's just one of those movies. I posted the the movie poster <laughs> uh, view on my, on my Facebook, So, but you've all seen it. Yeah. It says Major Pain at the top, and there's Damon Wayans. I don't know, man. Is Damon Wayans, like, our generation's uh, shucking and jiving Al Jolson? I mean... Could he be any more betraying of his race? I think aside from his his uh, "I'm going to get you, sucker" role, he's the he's the black Pauly Shore. <laughs> now, who is he? And I'm going to get you, sucker. He is one of the two hitmen that keep getting thrown down the stairs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a role written for him. So <laughs> probably because his brother wrote the movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so Major Payne is Damon Wayne's vehicle, and it is actually a remake. I've got to go look this up, and it might have made for good pod had I looked it up originally, but apparently there's a movie made in the 50s or 60s starring Charlton Heston called Major Payne. Yeah. And it says, like when I was reading about this movie, it said loosely, <laughs> like a loose <laughs> remake, right, of the original. And I started imagining, I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, Death at a Funeral. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, yeah. Not the one with a bunch of black people in it. Right. But the, the original. Right, right. The, right. the one with the little midget. Yes. Hilarious. Which, by the way, throw, <laughs> it's called, that's what you call a callback. He's in the Game of Thrones. Right. right? That, that little midget guy. And uh, at least I think he is. They all look alike. He's he's also in Infinity War too. So wow, he he uh, Peter Dinklage he plays the eighteen foot yes. tall dwarf Etri in Infinity War. That's funny. So Peter Dinklage is in the original Death at a Funeral, and then great like black comedy, not bl- dark comedy. All right, black. God, it's so hard not to be racist in two thousand nineteen. Dark comedy, right? British. Super funny with lots of British humor in it, mm-hmm. right? It's like Peter Dinklage plays the uh, lover of the, these guys' dead dad, and it's the dad's funeral. They don't know he's gay. Peter Dinklage shows up and like, we had an affair. <laughs> I think I deserve part of his estate, right? <laughs> and the guys are like, no, you don't. Like, we don't even know who you are. And the, Peter Dinklage is like, well, I didn't want to have to do this, but here. And he shows all these pictures of him with their dad, like in compromising positions, right? The dad was married, so it's a big scandal. So they get in a fight and accidentally kill Peter Dinklage somehow <laughs> without without saying too much. Uh, wackiness ensues, and it's hilarious. It was remade with, with a bunch of black comedians, right? Mm-hmm. But not in a sophisticated way. It was remade, and it was probably the Wayans Brothers, for all I know. It was made in a very Wayans Brothers kind of way, you know, as a slapstick, like, very uh, tongue-in-cheek, sort of not very British at all. Mm -hmm. Super American, but it's the same story. They even brought Peter Dinklage back to be the dead dad's lover. Yeah. It's It's like so bad. It's like Martin Lawrence bad. That's It was horrible. Yeah. And then this Major Payne thing, and I'm like, Charlton Heston played Major Payne? Now I'm starting to imagine, like, Taps. You know, you remember that movie, Taps? Yeah. Where all the where the, uh, the military academy had to defend itself? Yeah. That was a good movie. I got to go back and watch that one. But I'm thinking it was probably like that, where, you know, rough and tumble uh, ex-Marine comes and whips these boys into shape, and they, you know, it's uh, inspirational, and they go and they win this thing or whatever. Uh but Major Payne, Damon Wayans, I don't want to say it's the worst acting I've ever seen, but I will say it anyway. Even though I don't <laughs> want to, I'm going to go ahead and say it was terrible. The way, so so he's an ex-Marine, supposedly, first of all, super unbelievable as a tough, like, Marine. He's supposed to be, like, Rambo tough, right? Yeah. And he comes back and, like, he went through all this crap and, like, the military's like, oh, you're too tough for the military now. Our our battles aren't fought on the battlefield, you know? So he ends up at this military school where he's got to, rup, like, whip these kids into shape. And he uses all these, like, cliche ways of, you know, he shaves their heads and, you know, wakes them up 
in the middle of the night and does all these cliche like things, but you can barely understand what he's saying because he's speaking in such jive. Yeah. You can barely, and he has gold teeth. He has gold teeth. So help me God. Gold teeth. <laughs> to me, I don't understand it. I don't understand how it gets made. I don't understand how once it's made, people don't just go, I know you're black, Damon, but this is super racist. Mm-hmm. This is just demeaning. And I don't know. And I don't, being a white guy, I don't know if, if I'm even a good judge of what's demeaning and what's not demeaning. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this was a big hit with the black community. I have no idea. But I watched it. About halfway through, I looked at my daughter and said, you know, we don't have to finish it if you don't want to. She goes, no, I like it. I'm like, ah, what the hell? It, it's always good when the movie's really bad and you look at your kid and you go, we don't have to finish this. And they go, okay, good. I was only watching it because you were watching it. I'm like, I was yeah. only watching it because you were watching it. <laughs> Let's watch Pootie Tang. <laughs> that did not happen this That's time. too bad. So I give it. I only have two thumbs, but I'll give it three thumbs down. That having been said, um, so last time we talked about you were going to go see Endgame. Mm-hmm. So this is the point where if you have not seen Endgame and you are a stickler for spoilers, it's possible one may come up. I have a thing about spoilers, and, and that is two weeks. When a movie makes a gadrillion dollars in like three days, after yeah. two weeks, if you haven't seen it... It's on you. How about we refresh our drinks and I'll get you caught up because I'm, I'm empty. All right. Meet the sulky, over-bunky, kind of hunky superhero. A two-fisted and electrically transistored superhero. An exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero. After 11 years and 20-odd movies, as I'm sitting in the theater with my son, my stepson, and my buddy Glenn, my 15-year-old son looks at me and goes, as the lights are dimming, and he just goes, hold on to your butts. (laughs) There has never been a purer warning about this movie than hold on to your butts. (laughs) this movie delivers the finale that we've been waiting all this time for. Now, the thing you might not know about Marvel comics is Marvel comics is one one of the things with them that has always been like made them more interesting to me and and a bunch of other people is their characters are always kind of interconnected, you know? So when, when these movies started coming out, and the characters were moving in and out of each other's movies. It, it gave it gave us that Marvel feel, okay? Mm. From what was it, Iron Man in like 2008 to Endgame, we have this whole fleshed out universe. 
and Endgame is exactly what it claims to be. It is. It's the the finale that we've waited for. It. It's one of these movies that when I sat down to watch it, I had one fear, and that fear was instantly realized because the heroes lose in in Infinity War, and the only way they can win. They figure is they gotta go back in time, so it becomes a time travel movie, which I fucking hate time travel movies. Okay, I just there because you deal with the whole does it change the past? I mean, does it change the future? Do you create alternate timelines? Blah blah blah. So if you don't pay attention to if you don't pay attention to the plot, <laughs> it's a fucking great movie because everybody gets everybody gets their turn at bat. Everybody ha- you know everybody's stories come to a head, and like the warning says, it's like three hours long, so pee before you go into the theater. But there's plenty of time to pee in the first half because it's like watching two movies. Mm-hmm. The first, the first half is a slow burn where like they deal with the aftermath of Infinity War because in Infinity War, when Thanos, the okay, Thanos has the Infinity Gauntlet, which gives him the ability to change reality. He doesn't want to rule the universe. He just has looked at how. There's not enough resources for for the people in the universe, so he wants to eliminate half of them. The problem is, is his, his idea is flawed. He eliminates half of everything, so yeah. <laughs> so it, it's all like it blows up planets. Yeah, and... it, well, it destroys entire populations. I've seen articles where they're like, "Well, if if it if it's true, he might if he destroys this this virus, it can cause this to happen." You know, they went way. They, you know, oh, this germ could have caused that to happen. They went way overboard with it. Well, it's kind of like if you have forty people living in a house, and you go, "That's too many people for this house, so let's destroy half of them." And you destroy half the house along with twenty people. Then you're like, "Well, we still have twenty people living in half of the house that was not big enough for forty right. people." <laughs> yeah. So then, what happens is the heroes they they figure out where because Thanos disappears after after the snap. So they figure out where he is, and they go and they confront him about getting the gauntlet back and changing everything. And he, he, he explains to them he's destroyed the gauntlet because he only wanted it for that one thing. And, you know, you're welcome, as, as he would put it. Well, yeah. they then decide the only way they can fix it is to go back in time and get all the Infinity Stones before Thanos gets them initially. So they're time hopping all over the place, and there's a, there's a lot of hilarity involved in it, and there's a lot of drama involved in it. Like, I know you you, ne- you you've never seen the the first Avenger, but there's this great scene where like Cap is back in time and he sees his girlfriend, you know, like in the other room, but he can't talk to her, and so there's this real like jerky moment on your heartstrings. Yeah, the second half of the movie is the balls out action scene we have waited <laughs> 11 years for now when i say the the second half i mean for an hour and a half <laughs> you're like you're just like i mean the 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 cup holders and the seats are all warped from people just white knuckling it through this thing you know <laughs> the you you know not all the heroes are going to make it out alive. And you're trying to figure out, mm. you're waiting to see which heroes are coming back because of the snap, a bunch of them disappeared. 
So they disappear, but you don't know which ones like died and which ones might come back. Right, and... right. Well, when when they when they do the snap, they only wanted to bring back because they didn't want to fuck up the timeline. So they only wanted to bring back everything that disappeared with the snap. And yeah. again, if you don't think about the plot too much, it's a great, just a great thrill ride of a movie. But if you start thinking about it too much, you start your brain just starts to warp. That that's kind of what makes it so great is I've always said this about comic books. Comic books are the only medium of entertainment that as you're reading it, you go, all right, that guy got bit by a spider and now he's got spider powers. Okay, that guy got shrapnel, now he built a suit, he's cool. We just go, yep, yep, that's how that, that happens. But in movies... And TV, they, they tend to have to ground it really deep into reality. Okay? Well, mm-hmm. this plot, Endgame's plot, was absolute comic book. They didn't fucking care. They just wanted to give the audience everything we wanted. And they did. Well, I mean, I think you just you just did the thing. You know, you said Endgame was the thing that you guys have been waiting for. I think you just did the thing that I've been waiting for. The, the only thing I ask for from a movie is that if I have to suspend my uh, belief in reality, I just want it to be consistent. I don't want to have to keep, like, stopping and starting and, like, wait a minute, that doesn't fit mm-hmm. with that other thing. But it sounds to me like what you're saying is, well, it's not like you're going to go, you know, scientific principles would say that this would happen. Like, it's not like, like it's that you need to do that, but... Like, within the universe, which is what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, within that universe, it all kind of either either it makes sense or you really don't care if it makes sense. The one the one cool thing they did do with the time travel thing, though, was they were making fun of all the time travel movies. And they were establishing how if you go back... Okay, if you went back and killed baby Hitler, you would not, you would not yeah. stop World War II... In your timeline, what you would do is you would create an alternate timeline wherein baby Hitler died. And yeah, yeah. that's one of the yeah, that's 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 the the one they adhere to as opposed to the, you know, where like like in Back to the Future, when people are fading in and out, you know, because everything's different, that kind of thing, which which is the, the, the easy it's like a it's like a Star Trek episode. It's like an easy. Everyone knows how Star Trek works, so we just rely on the 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 science of it. Well, the fading out of yeah. the people and people disappearing in photographs and all that crap. You know, that's that's what we're used to, and that's what we come to expect. But the fact that they used alternate time, you know, you create alternate timelines by affecting the timeline thing, is pretty yeah. cool. The only thing I don't like about the time travel movie concept is. The same thing. I, the same reason I don't longer watch competitive international cycling. And <laughs> I just expect everybody to go, "Oh yeah, exactly." That's why I don't watch international competitive cycling either. No, the the thing is, if you can't know whether something actually happened, in other words, if you're just allowed to go, "Okay, my favorite character just died." Mm-hmm. But in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, but in the next movie, maybe maybe they'll just time travel and my favorite character didn't actually die. Mm-hmm. Then, it take, for me, it takes a lot of the enjoyment out. So like in International Competitive Cycling, you watch 
And like it's a three week like like if you watch the Tour de France, it's like a three week long race Mm -hmm. and there's highs and lows and ups and downs and your favorite cyclist maybe has a huge comeback and somebody ends up winning and then three days later you find out they failed a drug test (laughs) well they didn't actually win yeah it's like the uh it happened on the kentucky derby a few you know recently where somebody won the kentucky derby and then 25 minutes later they're like oh he didn't actually win because, you know, he's disqualified for something he did <laughs> during the race. And you go, well, how am I supposed to get excited? So if you watch, like, say you watch Infinity War, you get to the end of it, and you're like, I don't know, so-and-so died, right? Mm-hmm. Should I be sad? Should I not be sad? Who knows? Maybe, you know, they'll go back in time and fix it all. It's like, JR, who shot JR? Nobody. It was all a dream. The crazy thing about the end of the of Infinity War was... Like, little kids were just bawling. Not like, you know, rappers, but they were just bawling because they don't understand this isn't it. There's a second one coming out. So when when these superheroes start turning the dust and blowing away... They're just like by by one in particular. They're just they're just like, you know, they don't know what to think. They can't process it, and they're just crying all over the place. And people are making fun of them, like you know what? Fuck you. That kid's ten fucking years old. He don't know how movies work, you know. Right. I say, look, I don't know what happens, and who I I took my guesses last week last week, and we decided not to use mm. it, but. If you're going to kill a superhero, mm. my suggestion, like if the writers of these things are listening, which I think they do, <laughs> don't have them just dry up and blow away in dust. Have it be like a, one of two ways. One, they're injured and there's nice a nice long, like, <coughs> I feel so cold. Yeah, 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 like a tropic thunder or something. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Either do that or have it be like in the Matrix with uh, those two people that look at each other and go, not like this, not like this, mm-hmm. and then they just drop dead, right? Right. Do it like that where you're like, you're certain you know what you just saw. Right. But if they dry up and blow away, like that's just kind of like you're not sure yeah. what you're looking at. And But a, but a 10-year-old mind can't process that. I agree. My 11-year-old wanted to watch Major Pain, so I'm sure she can't process it. She can't even process what's a good movie and what's not a good movie. So. <laughs> you you got to teach her that. Fathers teach your children. It was funny though. I will I will say when at the end of Endgame, when Captain America goes back into the past to redistribute the Infinity Stones to keep the timeline fresh, which there again makes your mind go blah, 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 because you're like, but then by doing that you would make them you would make other alternate realities so you know but you just can't think about that no no yeah but he goes back in time and after the after the big huge tragedy that happens at the end of endgame the entire audience is all like they're doing like in that uh five feet apart that you saw they're like everyone's just like sobbing you know yep yeah cap is back in time and he gets his dance with his girlfriend. And I looked oh, at my son. Oh, everyone's crying. <laughs> I'm looking at my son, hitting him in the leg. I told you. I told you this was going to happen. I've <laughs> waited 11 years for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great, man. Thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. 
No hard feelings. Me yelling at you for not doing it sooner. So we, we talked about this last week after we got done recording the episode that we didn't keep. Mm-hmm. Look at me. I'm, I'm an old softy. You were having a hard time wrapping your head around the scope of it and how and why it, why it was such a big deal and you were yeah. coming up with sports metaphors and and it wasn't <laughs> right. it was it, it kind of worked but it wasn't working and then we took a break for a minute when I came back I thought of it and I told you I said I don't know if you remember this but probably not for the, for the non MCU people out there my co-host included <laughs> you you've seen fellowship of the rings right yes yes and you remember when gandalf squared up against the balrog yes and didn't make it right you remember the reaction that the hobbits had yes well that those hobbits are us (laughs) uh okay well i think that that's about as good as we're gonna do i'm spent all right for thanos and for iron man and for spider-man and for Paul's kids and his future grandchildren, uh, I'm Steve Vincent, and nothing you just heard was true. <laughs>